Greetings, everyone. Welcome to Ujima Spirit Podcast. I am your host, Tika Taylor. Today's topic is fear of dying. Fear of dying. We are living at a time where everyone is afraid of dying. We hear the media publicizing death all the time. Death on television, death in the news, death in the movies, death in video games. For a society that is preoccupied with death, there is so much fear. We talk about death as if it's so morbid. We make death seem so painful, so final, so tragic. Nobody dies in dignity. Nobody dies of OH. Nobody dies because it's their time to die. Death is always associated with so much pain, so much hardship and tragedy and sorrow. And it is made to be something to be dread. So because of this fear of death, whenever we talk about death, People get scared. People shut down. People get silent. Or people just become numb. People have different reactions when we talk about death. And the majority of the time, the reaction is not a positive one. It's always a negative. And as I just stated, it's attributed to the bad press that death gets. Now, is death bad? No, death is not bad because death is inevitable. We we all are going to die. We are made to die. Everyone on this planet is made to die. Everything on this planet is made to die. We do not have immortality on this planet. Okay, we do have a date and time. We are going to die. The only thing that we really have to focus on is the whole process of death. Because death is inevitable. We can't stop that. You know, that's not within our control. Now, we can do things to improve our lives and maybe extend our longevity. You know, maybe we can live an extra 20 years, 30, 40, maybe even 50 years. We can prolong our lives. And we have, from the 1950s until now, we have extended our lives, our lifespan, has been extended because of modern technology. A lot of the disease that we used to have in the past, we don't have them anymore, or we found ways to manage or control them if we weren't able to eradicate them. With the invention of antibiotics and modern technology, we're able to have a more healthier, productive life. When we're talking about diseases, 
right? So we have a lot of diseases that are still prevalent in the world today, and those diseases are causing people to die. But again, death is inevitable. So if we don't die of a disease, does that mean that we're never going to die? No. (laughs) It doesn't mean there's a lot of healthy people in the grave. A lot of people have died and the death wasn't due to a disease. And for whatever reason, we live at a time which we think that we could eradicate all diseases. That means automatically we're going to live forever. It doesn't mean that. We have to stop and think about this. You know, this this promise of immortality if we eliminate all diseases. Now, if we eliminated all diseases today, it doesn't mean in any way, shape, or form that death would cease to exist. Death would exist no matter what we do or we don't do. What we are trying to focus on is improving the quality of our lives. Okay? I mean, the focus shouldn't be on death because death is going to happen no matter what the scenario may be. If you live a perfectly healthy life, you will die of old age. Your body will stop working, stop functioning, and you will die. So death is not the in-all, be-all, what we need to be thinking about. Because like I said, and I've repeated it over and over, we cannot stop death. So if we cannot stop death, we need to focus on what? Not dying. We need to focus on living. How do we improve the quality of our lives so we can have a more productive, healthier lifestyle? That should be our focus. We have people who are 84 years old trying to stop death while they're having poor quality life. (laughs) I mean, this makes no sense. We have people who are 96 years old trying to stop death. Because they don't want to die. Now, it doesn't matter what you want to do, whether you want to die or not. You are going to die. And we have to embrace and accept that reality. Death is part of living. Everything dies and they are reborn. Whether you're reborn here or you're reborn somewhere else. If you're a plant, you die, you will be reborn here. If you're a person, you die. Obviously, you're not being reborn here. If you believe in reincarnation, you will come back here as a soul or you will be reincarnated somewhere else in another life, in another dimension, another plane. That depends on what you believe. If you don't believe that, then that don't exist for you. Or if you're a religious person, you believe that after you die, you go to a heaven You go to a paradise. You go to a place of peace and rest. If that's your belief, that becomes the reality for you. So we're not talking about what's right and what's wrong, what's correct or incorrect. We're just simply talking about the belief of what happens to you after you die. Because a lot of people, you know, they're so afraid of death. 
They're so afraid of death because we live in a culture that pretty much promotes death, advocates death, you know, have a death style instead of a lifestyle, but yet there's so many mysteries surrounding death. People really don't understand the whole concept of death. So they're focusing on, on the fear factor related to death because of the mysteries of death, because they don't understand death, even though death is inevitable. So instead of us focusing on death and dying and be so afraid of it and try so hard to stop it, and how we're trying to stop death is by artificial means. We're trying to find ways to extend our lives that may not necessarily improve the quality of our life. I'm going to repeat that again. We're trying to find ways to extend our lives without necessarily improving the quality of our lives. So we do have a lot of people living to be 100 years old, but let's look at the quality of their lives. Are they healthy? Are they happy? Are they part of a good support system? Do they have good relationships with other people, with their families, with their children, if they have any? Are they engaging in their environment? Are they contributing something positive to the world? Are they making a difference? No, those things are not being taken into consideration. These people sometimes, they just want to live, but they're not looking at the quality of their life. They're not looking at, you know, what are the ingredients that they need to have a better quality life. So if we're focusing on death, we're looking at longevity. But if we're focusing on life, we're looking at the quality of that life. What do we need to enhance the quality of our lives? Because death is inevitable. We are going to die one day. So we might as well embrace that and accept it and not make it a morbid thing. The word morbid. Oh my God, it's, you know, it's bad. No, death is not bad. Death is natural. Now the problem is premature death. That's what we're looking at. You know, when someone dies way before their time, like an infant, a child, a young person, yeah, we kind of feel bad because they haven't had the chance to actually live a long, productive, healthy life. So yeah, the community feels some type of grief when a younger person died because they feel like, hey, you know, they didn't have a chance to experience life. But in reality, death is death and death can catch us at any stage in our lives. And that's the reason why we have to embrace life and focus on the quality of our life, no matter what age we are, no matter what stage we are in our life cycle. I think that if we really thought about death in a positive way, in the sense that we're going to die one day and we have to examine what are we doing with our lives. If we just think about that, yeah, I'm going to die one day. I don't know when, so I don't know how much time I have. So let me go ahead on and live. Let me go ahead on and live a productive, healthy life that can not just benefit me as an individual, but benefit humanity, benefit the community, benefit other people around me. Because it's not just about the life that you have, it is the quality of life that you have. We're not 
being taught how to focus on improving the quality of our life. The only thing that we're thinking about is just extending our lives. We're going to use technology to make us live longer. We're going to try to prevent an early death. That's it. That's all we focus on. We're not thinking about, okay, what can I do? What can I do to make my life better and more enriching, more satisfying, more rewarding? We're not thinking about that. All we're thinking about is let's get some medicine, no matter what type of medicine it may be, whether it has deadly side effects, whether it makes us very miserable and uncomfortable in other ways. Yeah, it's temporarily solving this problem, but it's creating other problems for us, this toxic medicine, this poison that we're being given. And a lot of the medicine companies, pharmaceutical companies, knowingly put out medicine with side effects. Instead of them saying, you know what, let me create a medicine without side effects by using natural herbs or remedies that won't create these problems. Instead of them doing that, they automatically just accept it. Oh, all medicine are going to have side effects. Going to. So it is inevitable. So they're not having a plan to say, we're going to make a medicine without side effects. That's possible. You can. They can create a medicine that has very minimal side effects. Okay? Because every medicine is different. It's going to affect everybody in a different way because everybody has a different chemistry, different physiological body. They have a different biological body. Yes, we all are human beings, but we have a different hormonal system, different chemistry in our bodies. You know, we have our own DNA, our own genetics. So we have a different physiology. Even though we all look human and we all are human, but we all have our individual differences in our bodies that make medicine interact with us in a different way. So the way medicine acts with one person, that same medicine may act totally different in another body because the the physiology is different. The hormonal system is different, even though it is the same, but there are slight differences that will make that medicine act totally different with one body versus another body. So, you know, they're making these cookie cutter medicine that's supposed to be for everybody. When, you know, that's not really practical because everybody doesn't have the same body, so to speak. (laughs) So the focus is on making medicines, using chemicals. Again, those chemicals can be very toxic, very dangerous because they do have deadly side effects. A lot of people per year die from medicine side effects and people don't talk about that you know they just automatically assume that's just part of the risk that we take when we take medicine and the pharmaceutical companies don't take responsibility for that even though they've been sued they've been forced to take responsibility for that so that is part of that death culture that you know it's okay for people to die in that way all right, even though we know we're going to die, it is acceptable for us to die, but not by this means, because then somebody is contributing to towards your death. And that's not okay. That's really 
a form of murder. If somebody knowingly puts something and medicine that they know can cause death or can cause disability or can cause people to be sick. If someone knowingly is practicing that, that person should be held liable and criminal charges should be pressed against that person because that is criminal intent. All right? So, unfortunately, this is how people plan on extending their lives because we do live in a capitalistic society. So, it's all about spending your money. It's all about it's all about buying products. All right? And the products that you're buying unfortunately are the things that's leading to your death, to your demise. So we're not seeking healthy alternatives to prolong our lives. When we're sick, there are healthy alternatives. I'm not saying don't take medicine because there's a time and a place to take medicine. But you have to weigh the risks and the benefits to see. And if you're not able to take that one, you can seek another one. Something that's more appropriate for you and your body type and your medical history and your lifestyle. Don't think that one thing is made for everybody because one thing is not made for everybody. Everybody can't take that medicine because if they do, they're going to have premature death or they're going to experience some deadly side effects, dangerous side effects, allergic reactions, you know, all type of problems, serious problems. All right, so we cannot force everybody to take the same medicine because everybody has a different body type. Again, like I said, different hormonal system, different chemistry. So we cannot just focus on the only thing that's going to prolong our lives. The only thing that's going to stop us from dying is to take medicine. No, there are other methods. Okay, we have our ancient ancestors been around for millions of years, hundreds of thousands of years. It all depends on where you come from, okay? And the human race have survived. We've survived, okay? So we had a way of curing our diseases. We had a way of having a better quality life. It didn't involve technology that we have today. Some of the technology we had in the past was far far more advanced than the technology we have today. But again, it was lost for whatever reason. Now we're here. We're here with the technology that we have and we're using it to create medicine. But medicine is not the only way that we can deal with sickness. There are many other ways. Like I said, I'm not saying don't take medicine, But medicine is not the only option. There are other alternatives. And we're going to talk about some of these alternatives. All right. Instead of us focusing on preventing death by all means, by any means necessary, it doesn't matter. We're just going to take any poison, any toxin, anything. If we could just stop death, you know, our priorities are in the wrong place. Our priority shouldn't be to stop death. Our priority should be to improve life. Not to extend life, but to improve the quality of our lives. 
in extending the quality of our lives, we will extend our lifespan. That automatically happens. And by you taking toxic medicine, it probably will, it can extend your life, but will that life be a quality life? Will you be in a wheelchair for the rest of your life? Will you be on toxic medicine for the rest of your life? Will you be disabled for the rest of your life? Will you be bedridden for your rest of your life? Will you be in a brain fog, unable to think or remember? You have a life, but it's not a quality life. So we have to be mindful when we try to extend life of the quality of the life we're going to live. Okay? Would you want 45 years? Beautiful 45 years, healthy, robust, full of energy, full of life? Or would you want to be here for 80 years and then you have 80 years of pain and suffering and heartache and pain and debilitating pain? It's up to you. It's up to you. So instead of focusing on preventing death, let's promote life. Let's promote life. And how do we do that? Let's talk about some of the ways we can promote life. We don't need to be focusing on death all the time. Especially when we think of death, we're thinking, we're thinking about the painful death. We're thinking pain. We're thinking, you know, car accidents. We're thinking murder. We're thinking, you know, um, being stabbed. We're thinking about falling off a cliff. We're, we're, we're thinking the worst thing. All right. But death doesn't have to be like that. Okay, we don't have to go out like that. We have to change the society that we're living in so we can have a better quality of life. And changing that society is get rid of the violence, get rid of the war, get rid of the hate, get rid of all this, this anger and this frustration that we have as a society. We have to resolve our problems because all these things are symptoms of a greater problem, okay? We have people who are suffering, people who are oppressed, people who don't have, people who don't have their basic necessities. So yes, people are gonna be angry, people are gonna be frustrated, people who don't have good healthcare. If you don't have money, and if the healthcare is what you're looking to, to provide you with a good quality life, then you're not gonna have it because you don't have access to it because you don't have the money. Okay, so if you're poor or if you don't have enough money, you have to have an alternative. You cannot just focus on the medical industry because the medical industry is not going to be able to help you because it costs money. So let's talk about the things that are free that you can use to improve the quality of your life. In any disease that you may have in your body, I'm not saying don't go to the doctor. I'm not saying don't use medicine. I'm saying that there are other options to be included. There are other things that you need to do to make sure that you're going to have a better quality life. We don't just focus on popping the pill, taking the, the, the shot just for you to live but then you don't have a quality of life that's worth living for. Okay, so now let's go into the quality of life that we're looking for. Let's go, let's go into that. Let's go into that because obviously the medical industry don't value everybody's life. 
Because if you don't have money to be able to pay for their products and their services, then they really don't value you as a customer or consumer. Because you're no longer a patient in the medical industry, you're a customer or a consumer. Customer because you're buying it, consumer because you're consuming their products or taking their service. So because you're not in that category, the medical industry don't really care about you. So if you're operating outside of medical industry, they don't know you exist because you're not a customer, you're not a consumer. Okay, so we're not going to be dealing with the medical industry right now because their whole thing is to make money. I'm not saying they're not beneficial in some ways. I'm not saying they're not helpful because they are. I'm not saying that they don't save lives because they do save lives. But I want to let you know the quality of that life. Yeah, you have the longevity, you have the life. Now, let's work on the quality. All right, so let's just get into the things that we need to focus on when we focus on life instead of death. Okay? When you focus on life, you're focusing on the value of that life. So since the medical industry don't value your life unless you're a customer or consumer, you have to value your own life. You cannot depend on anybody else to value your life. You have to value your own life. Now, what is your life worth to you? That's the question. Is your life worth a lot or not that much? No one can answer that question but you, because if you're looking to other people to answer that question, obviously you're going to get different answers. It all depends on what you're worth to that person. If you ask your mother that question, your father, your siblings, brothers and sisters, your children, your boss, your neighbor, they'll tell you where your life is valued, this or that. You may be surprised <laughs> how other people see you or value you as a human being as your life you know is your life worth that so first of all you have to be the one to value your own life when you're thinking about living think about the value of your life what is your life worth to you if your life is worth a whole lot to you then you need to start taking care of you you only have one body and that is the body that you're going to have this human experience in so it's very important that you secure the body. You have to secure the body. In order for you to enjoy the quality of life, you could be healthy, mind, body, and soul. You could be disease-free. Okay? You don't have no imbalance in your body, imbalancement in your body. Okay? Everything is perfectly in alignment. You need to practice self-care. Every time I talk, I always include self-care because self-care is the only way that you're going to achieve good quality life. That's the only way. Nobody else can provide that care for you. Sometimes people can contribute though as that care. Okay? Somebody can help you achieve certain things. Somebody can provide you with services or products. Somebody can help you and assist you, provide you support. But ultimately, you have to be the one. If you're physically able to, if you're consciously 
able to. You you know you 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 you're 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 conscious of how to do it and you can do it. Then you're supposed to take responsibility and focus on your self-care. Now, no matter what illness you have, self-care is the first defense. Okay? Yes, you can take medicine. Yes, you can take, you know, shots and you could take herbs, you could take everything else. But if you don't practice self-care, then you're not going to complete the healing process. You're not going to fully recover, right? So if you are thinking about death, dying, if you don't practice self-care, then that will definitely speed up that death process, all right? Now, what is included in self-care? Sleep very important you have to get some sleep you cannot burn you know the midnight owl you know you cannot be up all night you have to get some night sleep you have people who work at night it's very very taxing on their bodies your body heals itself at night you're producing all type of hormones at night okay you're producing melatonin you know, that's helping you heal. You're producing all other types of hormones and chemicals that's helping you heal. Your body's being rejuvenated. Okay, your body goes into sort of like that, that, that quiet, dormant state where the cells can be activated. Everything can start revitalizing and rejuvenating you. So if you don't sleep, it's very difficult for you to function. You're going to start to break down. Your immune system is going to be compromised. Your blood pressure is going to go up. Okay, you may have heart palpitation. You can't focus. You, you're foggy in the head. You can't think straight. You're not able to do the things that you normally can do when you get sleep. So part of self-care, you got to get some sleep. Eat healthy food. You cannot consume fast food products, junk food, and think that you're going to cheat death. You're not. You're going to expedite the death process if you eat unhealthy. If you don't eat fresh fruits, vegetables, and a combination of food, you can't sit there and just eat one type of food. You can take vitamin supplements if you want to, but the best way to get your vitamins is through healthy foods. Okay, so if you want to prolong your life and live a good quality life, eat healthy, balanced meals. Very, very important. Exercise. You want to live long? You have to be able to keep your body active. Like they say, the muscles, you don't use them, you lose them. You need to keep yourself in good physical shape. Exercise those muscles, let them grow. Your heart is a muscle, you need to work it. More activity, cardio, walk, swim, run, dance. Do work in the garden, okay? All those things that you do. If you can, go to the gym if you're physically able to. But it's good that you take walks. That's the best kind of exercise. Walk. If you can swim, swim. But you have to exercise 
to keep your body in good shape. Very important. The other thing that's important as part of your self-care regimen is getting sunlight. You have to go outdoors. Don't sit in the house all day in front of the television at work in a cold building. All the windows are closed and you're just getting cold air all day. It's very important for you to step outside, get some sunlight, breathe in fresh air, <sighs> go for a walk, interact with nature, touch the trees, smell the flowers, go to the beach, put your feet in the water, go swimming if you can. Just take in the sunlight because we're talking about sunlight now. Very important, sunlight activates your serotonin, that feel-good chemical, makes you feel good, increases your, 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 your energy, it fights depression. If you indoors all day, you're going to tend to increase your rate of depression, of being sad. You need to get out, get out, get outside, fresh air, nature, sun. If you're focusing on improving the quality of your life, because remember, we're not focusing on death because death is inevitable. We are going to die and we cannot stop that. But we can improve the quality of our lives while we are alive. So we're talking about all those things that can make things better for us. Laughter. Well, I know right now we're living in very, very harsh times. It's very scary to be alive right now. Things are upside down. Things are uncertain. Everybody's scared. People are confused. People don't know what to do, how to do it. But you have to find ways to laugh. You have to find a way to laugh. Whether you are looking at something funny on television, whether you're listening to somebody's joke, or somebody did something funny at work, or when you pass by, you saw something humorous, Laughter is a cure. Laughter helps you produce those good positive chemicals in your body to help you heal. All these things I just talked about boosts up your immune system and help your body fight. Your body is the best defense that you have. Your immune system is better than any antibiotic, is better than any medicine. It's better than any herbs that you can use, any tea that you can drink, any powder that you can use. Your immune system is your best defense against disease. Keep your immune system strong with eating healthy, sleeping, exercising, getting sunlight and laughter. All those things boosts your immune system it makes it stronger. So anything that you encounter, you can fight and you will win. You will win. All right. Now there is no side effects from these things. Okay. You sleeping right, exercising, eating right, getting sunlight, laughter. There's no side effects. Side effect free. Those things will automatically boost up your immune system to improve the quality of your life. If you're going to live 20 years, you're going to have the best 20 years of your life. If you're going to live 70 years, you're going to have the best 70 years possible. If you're going to live up to 90 or 100, 
you're going to have a better quality life because you're taking care of your body. All right, let's deal with some other self-care practices. Love. Being in love. Having love around you, whether it be the love of your family, love of friends. It doesn't always have to be a romantic relationship. We need that too because we need sensuality in our lives. We need sexuality. We need passion. We need romance. We also need platonic love and we need family love. We need all of it because it helps us improve the quality of our lives. So we need love. Okay? Instead of us taking all this medicine all the time and taking all these toxic chemicals, let's get some love. I'm not saying don't take medicine if you need it. But in addition to taking medicine, give yourself some love. Give yourself some love, right? That will definitely boost up your immune system. There's been many studies done to show that people who are in love or who have love, who have a very loving support system, they live longer and they recover from illness faster. There's been numerous studies, numerous studies to prove that. Continuing. Good deed. Doing a good deed boosts up your immune system. It makes you feel good about yourself. Being able to give something back. Being able to share with the world. Whether it be a gift that you have, a talent. You want to give your time, your energy, money, resources. Giving back. Doing a good deed. Volunteering to do something for somebody. Giving somebody a plate of food, helping them with a ride, helping a small child do their homework. Whatever it is that you can do to give back, that is going to help you and improve the quality of your life. How about gratitude? Just practice gratitude. Just being thankful for the beauty that we have in our lives. Yes, there's a lot of ugliness in this world. There's a lot of things that we just don't want to see. It's a lot of things that are very painful. There's a lot of things that are also disgusting in this world. We have violence and war and hatred. Those things are disgusting. But there's also a lot of beautiful things in this world. We have love. We have laughter. We have people who are loving. People who are giving. We have a beautiful planet with all kinds of creatures in it. No, we have so much beauty. So we have to practice gratitude. And we have been blessed in so many ways. Some of us are blessed with gifts and talents and material things and spiritual things and emotional things. So we have to practice gratitude. In practicing gratitude, it boosts your immune system. There's been studies to prove that as well. Now, meditation as part of your de-stressing rituals. You want to de-stress. You want to remove stress or you want to prevent stress one of the ways you can do it is through meditation it's just to meditate quiet your mind relax put yourself in that relaxed state you're not rushing to go anywhere you're not overthinking your mind is going a hundred miles an hour thinking about this thinking about that you want to just relax clear your mind of all things and just focus on the moment or put your focus on something that's positive and beautiful or clear your mind of all thoughts and tune it to your heartbeat 
or your blood flow or your breath. It all depends on what you want. But meditation is very good because it reduces or it relieves stress. It's very important that we learn how to do those things because it helps us have a better quality life. A good support system. You have to have people in your life that you can turn to, to talk to. Talk therapy is very important. Talk therapy can be more effective than medicine, than the toxin, toxic, poisonous medicine that we take with all those side effects. Sometimes all we need is somebody to talk to, somebody to listen to us without judgment, without interruption, just listening. And we just want to be heard sometimes. We want to be heard what we are concerned about, what we fear, our worries. We just want to be heard. We just want to be understood. We just want to be accepted. So having a good support system that provides you with emotional support really helps boost up your immune system. You have people who are praying for you, people who are sending you positive energy, giving you love, which is a form of positive energy. That will help you recover from any illness, from any sickness. They've done study on that. They have... They have people, you know, who were prayed for and another group that wasn't prayed for. And they noticed that the group that was prayed for had a more speedy recovery from illness. And they suffered from less depression. So definitely having a great support system of people who care about you, who love you, you can talk to. And when you're experiencing hardship in life, you can go to them and they can help you, whether it's financial, whether it's physical whether it's emotional, whether it's spiritual, whether it's social, however it is that they can help you, they do. And because of that help, you're able to be less stressed, less overwhelmed, less frustrated, and that helps boost up your immune system. All right, so we just spoke about some of the things, some of the things that can help boost your immune system. The last one I wanna talk about is having a healthy relationship. If you're married, they found out that men who are married have longer lifespans and are more healthier, okay? So having a healthy relationship, a romantic relationship, not just a support system in terms of a friendship, but being married or being involved in a long-term relationship that's healthy Okay, that will help boost up your immune system and help you live longer and allow you to have a better quality life. All right. So we're talking about all those things that you can do, but we're not talking about those things right now. When we talk about sickness, we're not focusing on all the healthy ways that we can, you know, get better. All the things that we can do without side effects. All right, we're just focusing on death. You know, you're gonna die, so you need to take this medicine because you're gonna die. That's all that's being pushed. And people are in fear. And one thing about fear, it produces stress. Stress produces a lot of hormones in your body that's negative, meaning that they're gonna have a negative impact on your body, okay? So I'm not gonna go into all the scientific 
name of those chemicals that's producing your body because it's not necessary. All you need to know is if you're stressed out and fear is a form of stress, it will negatively impact your body. So if you're afraid of dying, that is speeding up your death. So instead of encouraging people, if you want them to recover from an illness, you have to encourage them to be calm. You have to encourage them to meditate. You have to encourage them to practice self-care so they can boost up their immune system naturally so they can enhance the quality of their life. All this talk about death, it becomes what? Self-fulfilling. It becomes a self-prophecy. Okay, you keep pushing the narrative. We're going to die. We're going to die. All these people are dying. Yes, yes, yes. People are dying. People die every day. People are going to always die every day. People are going to die. Everybody's going to die. So we cannot push that narrative that we're going to stop death. We cannot stop death. That's impossible. We can improve the quality of life. And improving the quality of life, we can prolong our life. We're never going to stop death. So it is a false narrative for us to say that we're going to stop death. We're going to reduce the death rate. You cannot do that. Reduce the death rate. Because people are always going to die. If people are dying by natural means, you cannot stop that. If people are dying by artificial means, yes, you can stop that by changing that condition. If people are dying of car accidents, maybe you could just take the cars off the roads. Yeah, then you could stop that from happening. You're going to stop the car death, but you're not going to stop death. If people are dying from a particular illness, yeah, you can give medicine. Maybe you could eliminate that illness, but you're not going to stop death. People are still going to die. Okay, people are dying of heart attacks. Okay, whatever factor is increasing the rate of heart attacks, you can change that. Right? If they're eating a bad food, maybe you can stop that. Yeah, but you're not going to stop death itself. Death is inevitable. We all are going to die. So we cannot focus on death and be afraid of death, be scared to death of death. Okay, because that fear itself is going to speed up the death process and it's going to prevent us from having longevity so instead of focusing on death we need to focus on the quality of life we can do that we can't stop death but we can definitely improve the quality of our life we have alternatives that are side effect free there is no negative side effect when you practice self-care There is no negative side effects. That is definitely an option. And it doesn't cost you any money to get a good night's sleep. Okay, to meditate, to get sunlight, to laugh, to do a good deed, to practice gratitude, to be in love or to share love, to have a healthy relationship. It doesn't cost you no money. Now, it may cost you some money to eat some healthy food. That is a problem. And we need to work on that. There's food inequality okay we don't have a fair distribution of food on this planet there's enough food for everybody to eat healthy food but unfortunately that food is not being distributed fairly 
Some people don't have access to healthy food because they are not in the financial position to afford it. It shouldn't be that way. Food is a basic human necessity. Everybody should have access to healthy food. Okay, that's another conversation, but healthy food, food is our medicine. If you eat the right food, it will produce the right result. Food can be used to cure illnesses. The food is our medicine. It has the vitamins, the minerals. It has the properties that we need to improve our health. So to deny people good quality healthy food is contributing to their death. All right? So we talk about death, but death is promoted in so many ways. We're afraid of death. But yet we're contributing to our death in so many ways. Again, yeah, we're going to die. But we could speed up the death process or we could slow it down. That's what we have control over sometimes. We can slow it down by doing things that are healthy and beneficial to the body. We could speed it up by doing things that are detrimental and harmful to the body. It is our responsibility as human beings to secure the body. That means Make sure the body is safe, free from diseases, free from imbalancement, hormonal imbalancement, chemical imbalancement. It is our responsibility to improve the quality of our life. Each individual responsibility. And we can't depend on the government or the corporations or the scientists or the pharmaceutical company or the medical industry to do that for us. We have to take responsibility because a lot of times those agencies or agents are promoting death. They're not promoting life. They're selling death. The death narrative. You're going to die. So you need to take this medicine. You're going to die. You need to, you need to, you know, take this treatment. You're going to die. They're focusing on death. They're not focusing on life. Because they cannot stop death. They can slow it down. They can delay it. But they cannot stop it. It is inevitable. Again, we can promote life by improving the quality of the things that we put in our body, the things that we do, our environment. If we live in a toxic environment where we're exposed to negativity, crime, suffering, pain, all kind of social illness, physical illness, we're going to increase our chances of dying a early death. All right, so a society that is fearful of death, but yet they promote death. They're fearful of death. Everybody's scared to die, but yet they promote death. So it's not a lifestyle, it's a death style. We are living in a death style. It's not a lifestyle. It's a death style. So if we want to get out of that death style and embrace the lifestyle, we need to do things that promote life. Because right now we are in a death culture. That's that's what we're living in, a death culture. Everything is about death. You're scared to die. Don't do this, you're going to die. Don't do that, you're going to die. 
You know, death is being used to control people. The whole concept of death, the idea of death is being used to control people, to coerce people, to bully people, to get them to do what the big corporations and the big governments want them to do. So it's all about life, not about death. Now, I'm not saying ignore death because it's inevitable. You can prepare for death. Everybody have their own way of preparing for death, whether it is spiritual ways, religious ways, social ways, personal ways. You know, at some point you have to make peace with your mortality. At some point you have to consciously think about your own death, that one day you're going to not be here anymore. You're not going to be here anymore. And some people make preparations for that. They call it a will. They make a will. They wish this for this person. They will this for this person. So after their death, there won't be any type of confusion. If they have anything that they're leaving behind, everything is organized. There won't be any disputes or confusion. Okay, so making a living will is a good way for you to deal with your own mortality. You make peace with that. You make peace with that, all right? And a lot of people, you know, they choose how they're going to have their funeral, what dress they're going to wear, what clothing, pants are their man, you know, I mean, how they want it to work out, what they want to happen. Because back in the days, you know, people used to actively be involved in their funeral planning. Now, because people are so afraid of death, they don't talk about it. And then when they die, they leave all that decision for somebody else to make. And it creates a lot of problem, especially when it involves wealth, money, property, you know, estates, assets. It creates a lot of problem because people weren't thinking. They're not thinking about it because they were scared of death. But when you look at death as it's a part of life, okay? And we do go through natural disasters where you're going to have people die. It's inevitable. I'm not saying let people die. I'm not saying that and suggesting that in any way. But it will happen. It's part of life. You're going to have hurricanes. People are going to die. You're going to have earthquakes. People are going to die. Tornadoes. Floods. People are going to die. Pandemics. Diseases. Car accidents. People are going to die. That's just the way it is. That's just part of life. So we cannot be afraid of death in a world that promotes death. We have to embrace life. We have to embrace life and not fear death because death is inevitable. We have to take life one day at a time and not take it for granted. We need to appreciate life. We need to respect life because it is an opportunity to live there's an opportunity to experience a lot of beautiful things. Even though we live in a world with a lot of problems, a lot of hardship, a lot of pain, and a lot of people are suffering. A lot of people are suffering. But we can ease that suffering. We can eliminate the suffering, you know, various degrees of it, till we completely get rid of it. It's up to us. We don't have to tolerate the conditions that makes people suffer or cause people to suffer. Instead of us focus on death, let's focus on the quality of life because that quality of life will help us eliminate 
the suffering and the pain and the war and the discrimination, the oppression and the hatred and the exportation, all the negativity that we have in this world is because we're focusing on death. But once we switch our focus and we start to focus on life, on living, the quality of that life will improve because while we're here, we want to have the best experience that we can. It is our choice. We can continue to focus on death and be scared to death and do all the things that promote death or we can embrace life and do all the things and prove the quality of our lives and the lives of other people. Thank you.